Welcome into the Football Kingdom podcast. I hope everybody had a happy Halloween. I know I had a great time. My son and his cousin dressed up as Mario and Luigi and had a lot of fun doing it. I'm Brandon Johnson. I'm flying solo this week. Tyler is out. He will be back with us next week. Now, in case you missed it, Tyler and I recorded an episode uh, reacting to the Chiefs lost to the Broncos on Sunday. And so if you're looking for the typical Chiefs coverage that you hear in this episode, we've already done it. So go check that out. If you're, if you're looking for some Chiefs talk, we had a pretty busy week in the NFL. Obviously the trade deadline was Halloween, but before we get into that, let's check out some games uh, from, from week eight of the season. Cowboys hosted the Rams and pretty much did whatever they wanted to against Los Angeles. The Cowboys ended up winning that football game 43-20. to And something that I found interesting with this game was, number one, Dak Prescott looked great. Four touchdowns, 300 yards. CeeDee Lamb, 150-plus yards, two touchdowns. But what's uh, what's interesting about this game is, this was on Fox, and early in the third quarter, Fox went away from the Cowboys game and took us to the Eagles-Commanders game because the Eagles-Commanders game was tight, and it was just a better game. Eagles won that game against the Commanders 38-31, to but this is two weeks in a row where the NFL has done something interesting. We mentioned last week the Chiefs versus Chargers game. CBS was kind of they did a split screen and were were having us watch the end of the the Browns Colts game over over the Chiefs Chargers game. I was not a fan of that, but I was actually kind of a fan of moving off of a blowout and taking us to a better game the way that Fox did and I'm assuming that that's an NFL decision, but I think it's a smart move by them to do something like that because Typically in a blowout, I will just kind of check out of that football game. So I wonder if they were kind of looking at the data and the numbers and we're doing that. Again, this is the first time that I can remember them just switching off of a game and going to a different one. I could be wrong about that. Some other notable victories in the NFL. The Bills beat the Buccaneers 24-18 to on Thursday night. Vikings won... 24 to 10 against the Packers. Unfortunately for the Vikings, they're a team that I really felt like they were going to end up being a playoff team in the NFC. They had a bunch of momentum. Everything was starting to go well. They were stringing together a win streak. And unfortunately, their quarterback, Kirk Cousins, tore his, tore his Achilles during that game and is obviously out for the season now. It's going to jump into some trades a little bit. The Vikings traded for Josh Dobbs with the Cardinals. Uh, all they traded was a six-round pick for for Josh Dobbs. So really kind of gave up nothing for him. I'm guessing that that means that Kyler Murray will be returning pretty soon for Arizona, which is a good sign for them. 
Josh Dobbs is a player that can learn multiple systems pretty quickly. So hopefully the Vikings can plug him in and kind of continue to carry the, their momentum and make the playoffs. Bengals, Bengals played the 49ers over the weekend and won 31 to 17, giving the 49ers their third straight loss. And Bengals, healthy Joe Burrow, 28 for 32, 283 yards, three touchdowns. This is this is kind of the the Cincinnati Bengals' ways to get off to that that slow start and you know be be a really hot team heading into January. You know, it's not it's not how you start, it's how you finish and Cincinnati Bengals are kind of the the example of that. So they are now 4 and 3 after getting off to a dreadful start now the San Francisco 49ers dropped to 5 and 3 after starting the season 5 and 0. The 49ers did add some help on defense. They went out and got Chase Young from Washington and just going to be a good guy to plug in for San Francisco. They already have a really strong defense and you know every little bit helps. The Ravens came off of their stellar performance against the Lions and Won again this week against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Ravens are 6-2. and two. In fact, every team that's in first in the AFC is 6-2 and two heading into this week of football. Obviously, the tightest division there being the AFC North. Ravens, again, 6-2. and two. The other three teams are 4-3. and three. And you have you could make a case that all four of these teams could be a playoff team I think the Bengals are going to just continue to win football games Steelers and Browns I'm not 100% convinced yet I think the Browns are just I'm not really sure what's going on with Deshaun Watson Um, so that's a that's a big mystery I think you're kind of seeing the the risk of giving somebody a deal that is 100% guaranteed because he kind of seems like he doesn't have a ton of motivation to play. Um, Steelers, I always have to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because they have Mike Tomlin and all he does is play winning football or coach winning football, rather. The Los Angeles Chargers beat the Bears on Sunday Night Football, probably saving Brandon Staley's job. But the Raiders couldn't be as lucky as the Chargers were this week because the Lions took on the Raiders on Monday Night Football and Lions won that game by a score of 26-14. to 14. And while we were asleep, heading into Wednesday, news comes out that the Raiders have fire, fired Josh McDaniels and... And general manager Dave Ziegler. So Josh McDaniels is the first coaching casualty of the 2023 season. I I really would have thought that Brandon Staley would have been first. But again, I'm not surprised that Josh McDaniels was gone. Because it was a questionable hire to begin with. Josh McDaniels obviously had the stint 
been about 12 years ago in Denver as head coach there of the Broncos. And that ended poorly. And you would have thought that having a, a decade go by would you would learn something and maybe be a better head coach. But Josh McDaniels was somebody that had the head coaching job in Indianapolis, backed out of that deal, went back to New England, and then signed with the Raiders. And after a year and a half, two years, uh, he's done. And I don't think it could have gone any worse for for Josh McDaniels with the Raiders. Some some highlights or lowlights of, of Josh McDaniels' tenure with the Raiders. This is a tweet from at Urinating Tree. Josh McDaniels' Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday in his NFL coaching debut last year. Jeff Saturday was somebody that hadn't coached past the high school level and was uh, sitting behind a desk being an analyst for ESPN. He pretty much ran Derek Carr out of town, which I don't think that Derek Carr is a great quarterback by any means, but he's better than a lot of quarterbacks that you could have had. And you essentially moved on from Derek Carr and then brought in Jimmy Garoppolo, who is very similar to to Derek Carr. So not a lot of sense being made there. They also lost to a Bears team who started a Division II rookie. Um, and if, if you're a team that is going to lose to the Bears, then a team who is actively tanking and not trying, you you probably deserve you probably deserve to be fired. And yeah, that's just a few things that Josh McDaniels has done. I'm sure that there are more that we could get into, but I'm I'm not surprised and the Raiders have have been an interesting franchise over the past five six years they brought in John Gruden and you know you kind of felt like there was going to be some stability with the franchise and he would turn things around and it looked like he might have been able to do that but obviously he had those emails leak with the the probe of the Washington commanders and John Gruden was removed from the, the Las Vegas Raiders as head coach and then they promoted Rich Basaccia to head coach that season because John Gruden was removed midseason. And again, Basaccia was promoted. And that football team made the playoffs. And, you know, a lot of people, including myself, thought that it would have made sense to just give Rich Basaccia the head coaching position, give it a shot. He took a team that was kind of in shambles and managed to make the playoffs with them but instead they went with Josh McDaniels and I think everybody kind of knew that that could really only end one way and it was poorly 
And my final Josh McDaniels point is his time with Raiders. With the Raiders, he was nine and sixteen. And yeah, not what you want. He was eleven and seventeen with the Broncos, so not a great head coach. And you know, sometimes that's okay. Sometimes you're just a coordinator and you need to be good at that. And that's that's what you see with a lot of failed head coaches. They're really good OC or DC, but not good not good head coaches. And maybe that's that's where Josh McDaniels will be. I don't think he's going to get any more chances at being a head coach in the National Football League. Now some names that are already kind of rumored to to be the head coach, the next head coach in Las Vegas is Ben Johnson, the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator. Again, big big part of the turnaround in Detroit is Ben Johnson. I he had some people, he had some looks last off season. He ended up staying in Detroit. I don't I'm assuming that he will get more attention come this next off season. Another name that kind of always pops out pops up when there's a head coaching vacancy is Jim Harbaugh. Obviously Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan and has a really good football team out there. There's some some sign stealing scandal that he's kind of going through. So is this the time where it makes sense for Jim Harbaugh to kind of jump ship and come back to the NFL? I don't know, but I don't think that the the Raiders are going to make any sort of drastic decisions until this upcoming offseason. So kind of looking at some of the trades that happened, just not necessarily today, but kind of throughout the, the month. Uh, not not really any huge splashes. Some notable ones, obviously, we mentioned Chase Young to San Francisco. Washington also moved Montez Sweat to Chicago. So that kind of makes me feel like Washington doesn't feel good about where they're at and they're kind of unloading and getting some picks to rebuild yet again i'm not sure that ron rivera is long for his job in washington the chargers traded earlier this month they traded jc jackson to new england so again not a lot of not a lot of juice this trade deadline going back to kind of a a chief's perspective earlier in October, about mid October, the chiefs traded with the jets and brought McCole Hardman back to Kansas city. And, you know, it didn't really cost the chiefs anything. Bring back McCole Hardman. He knows the system and he can just plug right into this offense and you were kind of wondering, does this the, the move that the Chiefs think they need to make to get this wide receiver group moving in the right direction? Is he the fix? And for me, it was kind of a – I didn't see it that way. McCall Hardman didn't really find his footing here, The first his first stint in Kansas City. So I don't know what – would have changed in basically the six games that he didn't play here. He was good. He was good in his first game. He had that big punt return. And 
he had a big first down catch that basically sealed the Chiefs' victory in his first game. But last week he was bad. He had a he had a muffed punt in a critical situation when he probably should have just let the ball fall and just hope that it falls into the end zone, ends up in the end zone. But that's just a kind of a mistake that you can't make when you've been in the league as long as he has. But looking at the Chiefs, I was I was kind of hoping that they would go and get they would go and find a wide receiver because clearly clearly something is not right with this wide receiver room. You could make the argument that oh they had Tyreek Hill and they they traded him away and you know that's true but they also won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill so that's not really the issue I think the problem is that you expected players you expected some of these wide receivers to develop you know Kadarius Tony was supposed to be the number one wide receiver this season and obviously he's basically been invisible and a complete disappointment sky Moore, another player that you expected to take a jump forward this year and he he also just he hasn't he dropped a what would have been a big touchdown against the broncos last week i actually think if sky Moore catches that football it gives the chiefs the momentum that they need to actually win that football game so disappointing you know when the opportunity is there and a player like him doesn't come through obviously they have Travis Kelsey who is still great at what he does Travis Kelsey and Justin Watson Justin Watson has been a uh, reliable receiver he's been kind of the guy when it comes to deep balls but I, I you can't you shouldn't feel good if Justin Watson is your number one receiver on your team. You have Rasheed Rice, who is trending upward. And honestly, out of all of the young talent in the wide receiver room, he seems to have the most upside, and he continues to to impress week in and week out. The Chiefs didn't make a move for another wide receiver or some help. And that tells you that they feel good about this team and that these players will will figure it out and they'll get right. But they've got – the Chiefs have a tough schedule coming up. Again, they, they lost to a Broncos team that they had no business losing to. They are heading to Germany this week to take on the Miami Dolphins and their explosive offense. And then they have their bye week, and then they play the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Chiefs aren't careful. They could potentially lose three straight games, and they still have Buffalo and Cincinnati on their schedule in the back half of the year. So this is going to be a time for the Chiefs to really make sure that they've got everything figured out. And I actually think they're going to come out really well in this game against the Dolphins. I think that they're going to go toe-to-toe with them. I think the Chiefs will bounce back from what was 
just kind of an embarrassing loss all around. It was arguably one of Patrick Mahomes' worst game as a quarterback. And I think that he doesn't want that to ever happen again. So I think that I think that this is going to be a high scoring high scoring football game between the Chiefs and Dolphins. But if we're taking a look ahead at the at week 9 of the NFL, this is actually this actually kind of has some of my favorite matchups so far. Obviously, we just talked Chiefs Dolphins, Cowboys and Eagles matchup on Sunday afternoon. That's the two top teams in the NFC East and it's going to be a real test for the Cowboys on the road to see how good of a football team they really are. Sunday night football, a lot of fun. Bills and Bengals, two of the two of the premier teams in the AFC going going toe to toe on prime time. I that's going to be in Cincinnati and last time this is going to be a story cuz last time that these two teams met in the regular season was Monday night football late in the season and that game got cut short due to the unfortunate situation that happened with DeMar Hamlin. So this will be the first time outside of the the playoffs that these two teams have met since that incident. So a lot of eyes are going to be on this football game. And with all that being said, that's all I have for this week. Again, Tyler will be back with us next week. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.